And I think it all goes back to um, just being Native American and just uh, we have this resilience like in us. Dizwins Radio episode 662 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to uh, do another little uh, plug for the book. Uh, Be Ready on Race Day is, is my book that uh, went out earlier this year. Uh, it's been uh, six, seven, eight months now, and, and most of the feedback seems to be pretty positive. I think people have enjoyed the book so far, uh, at least those that are telling me. I guess nobody nobody's come up to me and told me that my book sucks yet, which I, I guess that's a good thing. Um, but if you haven't checked it out yet, BeReadyOnRaceDay.com is the website. There's uh, links there for sample chapters. Um, you know, you can obviously there's salesy marketing messaging uh, on the page there about the book. Uh, you can also find it in Amazon. And uh, if you've got gotten a copy of the book, and especially if you've gotten it through Amazon or, or on your Kindle, uh, and you haven't left a review yet, uh, I, I would uh, appreciate if you could if you could do that at some point. I know that's not always the, the thing that's most top of mind, but the next time you, you head over to Amazon, if you could leave a review, uh, those verified reviews certainly help. And uh, definitely going to do a bit more pushing of the book um, you know, as we get into the new year, uh, anyway, uh, because I, I wanted, I wanted to get out there and obviously the reviews help, uh, it to come up a little bit higher on the Amazon rankings when people are searching. So, uh, I'm going to try to do some things to, to support that on my end. But, uh, if, if you could, uh, you know, as a, as a Christmas gift to me, if you're in the Christmas gift giving mood, uh, something that doesn't cost you anything, but a couple of minutes, uh, if you've gotten the book already head over to Amazon and leave a review, it would really, uh, be appreciated on my end and certainly help, help, uh, you know, help the book to, uh, to be more successful than I think it already has been. I think it's already been, been a success. Uh, but obviously, uh, the more, the more we can sell, the more, the more we can get the message out there to our running brothers and sisters that, uh, you know, one size fits all isn't, isn't the, the, the best option to be ready on, uh, you know, to be fully prepared for the race, uh, the, the more it can help people. So, uh, thank you. Thank you again for getting the book. If you haven't gotten it yet, be ready on race day. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Kindle. And if you've already gotten it and you'd be willing to leave a review, it'd be much appreciated. But, uh, now enough of that and enough of me begging for reviews. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a woman that started running with uh, with a goal of losing some weight, but uh, has definitely gained a lot more in the process, which is probably something we can all all relate to, the, the things that we gain as we get into uh, further and further into the sport of running. But uh, as a proud member of the Navajo Nation, uh, as well as a proud member of the running community, uh, today's guest really hopes to inspire, and she already has inspired many other Native women to get into the sport, uh, which is a sport that obviously she has grown to love. So it's definitely a pleasure to be able to uh, have a chat today. So it's a long time coming. We've been trying to line this up for a while, but uh, I'm excited to be able to announce or to uh, to welcome Ms. Verna Volker to the show today. Uh, thanks for joining us, Verna. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored that you asked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, guys, and I'm gonna I know I'm gonna butcher this. I already apologize to Verna. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to, if, if you haven't already connected with her on Instagram, her handle there is Haja Runner. The number Haj- four. Haja Runner. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you you say it for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Haja Runner. And the number four. four at the end, and that's H O Z H O Runner Four. 
Um, and we'll get into to what that means and, and, and you know, what the, what the, we'll just get into all of that as we go. Um, but she's <laughs> yes. also got another, another handle that she's got on Instagram for, for, uh, a, a account that she founded. And, and again, we're going to get into this as we go as well, but if you want to follow along with this one, it's at native underscore women underscore running. Uh, and as per usual, mm-hmm. we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today's episode. So if you're out on the go, uh, and, and, and can't can't jot this stuff down can't fire up instagram at the moment uh diz runner diz runners come on diz uh dizruns.com <laughs> slash 662 is the link to get to the show notes for today's episode and i love everything to connect with verna right there easy to click over and and get that follow going and uh interact with what she's got going on so verna the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a very simple uh and straightforward question as far as a question to ask, but sometimes it's, it's a difficult question for folks to answer, mm-hmm. but it, it really gives us just a fun place to start the conversation. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Okay. Well, I used to think that like the smaller races were um, one of my favorites, but um, I feel like now as I train, those are the hardest like <laughs> training runs for me. And, um, I'm amazed when I do longer distance, how I actually feel more relaxed and enjoy that. So I would say anything beyond 15 miles okay. and not like a daily thing, but something like, like on the weekends, if I have a run that I have to, I love running the between like 10 to 15, I think, because mm-hmm. I feel like I, by mile, you know, five, I get kind of like a more relaxed feeling where I feel like I can run longer. So, so yeah, that's, you know, if I was to do a race, I think I like the, the 13.1, you know, the half mm-hmm. marathon distance. Um, but I realized, in the, especially this year that, Hey, I could even go further than that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the half marathon and anything, you know, 10 to 15. So, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely a, a sweet spot for for a lot of us that are the uh, the distance runner variety. Um, and and uh, I, I love the, the the what you said about you know sometimes it takes you four or five miles to kind of relax and, and settle in. And yes, um, mm-hmm. it's it's I still laugh every time I hear, and I'm I'm the same way. Uh, I, I've definitely become <laughs> that way. But I can I can remember in the early days of running where it was like the idea of running five miles. Just I mean that was an impossibility. Uh-huh. And now it's like, yeah, like if I can get through the first five miles, I'm probably going to have a good run. But sometimes getting yes. through, getting through those first few miles is, is the hardest part. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so how did you get into the sport? I, I know I kind of touched on it a little bit from, from a little bit of, of background stuff that I had done and, and, uh, and heard about, but I'd love to hear the, the exact, or a little bit more of the story from you of, of getting started in, into the sport of running. How'd you, uh, how'd you get, get going down this path? Well, I, I was never a runner. I was always an athlete and I was a really, um, I played basketball a lot. And I remember growing up always hating the conditioning part of basketball, but I love the shooting and the dribbling. Um, so, you know, I kind of continued that and I kind of ran here and there, but it wasn't anything that I ever really like focused on. So, I mean, maybe I would run a couple of times in college, like two miles and that was it, but I never really fell in love with it. And so um, as I started to just, um, you know, I I got married, I had kids. um, I ran a race in like 2007 and and it was just a small little like race in a small town. It was like 2.1 miles. And I remember that running that race and uh, I think I shared on Instagram the photo of me and I really look like I'm going to die, you know, on this 2.1 mile race. And I remember running this race and, you know, that was like 2007, so I was younger. I only had three kids then. And so I remember they had the, the optional 
or the five mile. And I remember passing, getting to the point where, you know, the five milers will continue. Mm-hmm. And then the 2.1 people will like turn around and go back to, you know, to the finish line. And I just thought, who could ever run five miles? Like, I just thought, that is so hard, you know. And so then that next year, 2008, my husband and I, we moved up here to Minneapolis because we were in Nebraska mm-hmm. and we moved here. And it was like, our kids um, were really young, and then we moved when we only had like a two-week-old. So it was pretty stressful mm-hmm. that year. And I remember um, in our in Minneapolis, they have such a great park system, and they have trails everywhere. And I just remember seeing a lot of people running and walking, even in like like winter. And I was kind of inspired by that. And so it wasn't until like March 2009 where I decided, let me just run. My sister was in town. And so we, we just ran for a little bit and that was kind of the start. And then I started doing it. And, uh, especially with having four little ones, I was able to, my husband would let me go out. And so I would run and, you know, I was, you know, I had gained like 50, you know, 50 pounds. And so it was a little bit harder for me to run, but I kept Mm -hmm. doing it. And then finally, I decided in August of 2009 that I would run a half marathon. And I had no clue about a lot of the running terms that people use. Mm -hmm. And I remember not really following a plan. I think my longest run was eight miles. Um, But I did that race, and I I did finish it. And I remember thinking, I really love the high of this race. Like, I love doing this. And so I started to just um, focus on eating and um, uh, doing better about that and losing weight and just really kicking up that running. Mm -hmm. And so I just continued and I started doing like 10Ks and then half marathon. And then I found a running partner and we both were kind of at the same stage in our life, you know, as moms. Mm -hmm. And then in 2000, and I think it was like um, several, maybe six or seven months before the 2000, I can't remember, it was like 2010, and I w- we were just running, and one day I said, I think I'm going to run a full marathon. And so she's like, well, if you're going to run a marathon, then I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> and so we, so we trained, and I think it, w- it took a while for us to train because we didn't run that marathon until like um, uh, October of 2011. We ran okay. the Twin Cities Marathon here in Minneapolis. And that was my first time ever like just I trained and I remember (laughs) just how hard it was and Mm -hmm. at the end of it and you know you can't walk and it was just all so new to me but then I was just hooked like like I want to do this more and so since then I just kind of have been running and then I ran like several like I ran Chicago twice and I ran Twin Cities again and um yeah, and then 2015 was Chicago. And after that, I decided, you know what, I want to go longer, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so then I decided that I wanted to do a 50K. Um, and so I trained and trained and, you know, and I had some injuries and I had some health issues. So a lot of that had to be kind of, I had to really stop running for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, but 2018, uh, this year, I was able to finish three 50K races. And now currently, 
I'm training for a 50 miler in April of 2019. So, so, so the progression continues of, of <laughs> running farther and farther. Well, um, I, and then when you're running this like 50 K I'm thinking who could go past, mm-hmm. you know, the last race I did, it was a eight hour race. So I got to three thirty three miles and it was mm-hmm. probably my, my best like ultra. Cause I felt like I was trained. I trained really well. And I, I just think who can go beyond this, you know? So I don't know. 50 is going to be a, a different, a whole new ball game, I think. Mm-hmm. And I can't even like think about running 100 miles because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just takes a lot of balance mm-hmm. as a mom because I have oh, four yeah. kids. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It's insane. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly is. And it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that, and, if, at least I feel like, and maybe maybe this was the same experience for you, maybe not. But I feel like every different threshold is always like, oh, I could, I could, I can do X, but I could never do Y. And then exactly you, mm-hmm. you do it enough times, and it starts to chip away. And you go, well, I wonder, maybe I, maybe I could do, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could go from a half marathon to a marathon, and but I could never do an ultra. And then yeah, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now you start to climb that uh, that proverbial ultra ladder, where it's like, well, you know, I think I could maybe do fifty miles, but there's no way I could do hundred k <laughs> or hundred miles. And, and who knows? We have yeah. this conversation again five years from I now, and, and and who knows who knows where we'll be at that at that point. But uh, going yes. going back a little bit in into the story there. Um, with with training for the the first half marathon, like you said, you didn't exactly know all all of the terminology, and and um, you know if if you were going by the quote unquote book, whatever. I mean, I guess I wrote a book, but whatever whatever the book says as far as training yeah. for a race, uh, for a, for your first half marathon, I would probably say to do something a little bit longer than eight miles for for your your exactly. longest run leading up mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, here in here in your story, it sounds like it went fairly fairly smooth. Um, you know, as far as yeah as you just kind of progressed along through it, were, were there some, were there some rough patches that, you know, maybe questions during the, during that first race of like, what the heck did I get myself into? Why am I doing this? Or was it really pretty, you know, every once in a while you run into somebody who really does, you know, not know what they're doing. And, and by gosh, they're just almost a natural and things go well. Was it, was that you or was it a struggle or was it maybe somewhere it, in the middle? It was, there? you know, it, it was a struggle. I just remember thinking, I think I was like 10 or 11 miles thinking, what, you know, aren't we finished yet? Isn't this done yet? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So after that race, I really learned a lot like, oh, wow, there's like training plans you can actually do, you know, like you can do a lot more. So that was kind of a lesson. I, you know, but it did at the same time feel good, like, oh, I can do this. And um, and I've learned just throughout the years that, you know, you can train as much as you can and which is really good. I totally recommend it. It's 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 really the mental strength that really does carry you. And I think that has been kind of my. I feel like the thing that I really, um, the positive thing that I've gone through this is that I can, it's really my mind that has, has helped, has helped me because this year, 2018, you know, I ran, uh, a 50 K in April and then I signed up for one in July. I had some health issues, so I couldn't run for over a month and a half. Mm. So the doctor gave me the, okay. He said, you can't run that race. And I was really, really sad about it. But then two weeks prior to the race, he said, oh, now you can t- continue running, you know, because I just did not do any running. Mm-hmm. And then I basically, I had this race I signed up for and I was, you know, thinking, should I run it? Should I not? Some people were like, you shouldn't, but I did it. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I finished it. I finished it. And that made me think it really, it was all, I have to say it was mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I was like, it was, it's, um, probably one of the hardest races, you know, Minnesota's, the elevation is really, we don't have a high elevation, Mm -hmm. but it's a really challenging race. It's in July and it can get hot here. And, um, sometimes I look back at, and I realize, wow, you know, that was kind of proof that I could do this and I don't recommend it, but I think that has really carried me throughout these years of running. So I, I agree. And, and folks that have listened to the show for, for a, a while now have heard this refrain out of me before they already, they know what I'm going to say right now before I even say it. And that, <laughs> that is that, that the mental piece of, of running is something that, um, I have definitely struggled with. I feel like I'm finally starting to make some mm-hmm. some progress on uh, getting a, getting a little bit stronger between the ears, uh, which which has definitely helped. And I, I feel like I've seen that the the benefits of that in in some of my running and, and racing from this year, which which is encouraging. And, and you know, hopefully that that mm-hmm. next year and the years beyond will be even even stronger, both physically and mentally. Um, obviously, or at least yes. my impression is that you know, if you basically don't run. For, for a month and a half leading up to a 50k, uh, clearly the the mental strength to get through that race uh, is is through the roof. Is that something that you feel like you've you've had for the most part all along, or have you had some some mental struggles that have have built that you've built along built that that part of your fitness and part of your training up along the way, just like you have with the physical over the over the years? Yeah, you know, I think you know, I I think I've had it all along, but I didn't. I didn't realize it, you know, like I didn't realize that I was so strong like that. And so people will always say, wow, you're so tough, you know, uh, but it's just, it's just been kind of that process, I think. Um, And I think it all goes back to um, just being Native American and just, uh, we have this resilience like in us. And, um, that we kind of carry, I think in our, I was, you know, maybe in our DNA and just having, um, like my, my family, they, they live in New Mexico and I have a lot of strong women in my family. And we've, uh, and I think, um, I've shared this in the past where we've had so much tragic events that that mental, uh, you know, when I'm training, I always think about that. Like, this is not as hard as this was in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of this mental thing that I do. And so I think it's just that resilience has been with me all along. And I feel like running has really just kind of, it has, it made me find it. Wow. I'm like, wow. So does that make sense? Yeah, it it absolutely does. And, and, um, you know, I I feel like, you know, I feel like for me, uh, not, not not to try to shine the light on on me by (laughs) any stretch, but, but one of the things that I feel like has helped me get stronger mentally is, you know, just kind of the, the looking back and going, all right, well, I've, I've done, you know, I, I, I ran mm-hmm. a race when, when, you know, it was stupid hot out or when I wasn't, yeah. when, it, when the training didn't go well or, or just, I've done this before I can do it again. So I'm mm-hmm. able to draw on some of, some of my past. I feel exactly. like that me. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's basically, you know, what, what you're saying as well, only instead of it being your, your immediate past and running struggles, it's, it's, you know, your, your, your ancestors, your family, like the, the stories that have been passed down the generations and able mm-hmm. to draw on that. So it, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, for me, too, when I run, I always kind of do it in honor of someone because I feel like for me, that motivates me because I'm really running not to, like, you know, get first place or be the fastest, you know, um, you know, like the last race uh, I ran in honor of like, like my father and my my two siblings who had passed. And so I wrote that on my shoe mm. because when I was running, I would that's what would come to my mind. Like they were sick they struggle, they hurt more, like, you know, so that's kind of like things that I kind of put in my, in my head, you know, my mind, 
you know, in my heart. And so that kind of gets me like, okay, you can still, you can go, you can go one more mile, you know, you can go five more miles. So I think that's kind of been good for me and just kind of running in honor of someone or something. So. Yeah, well, and I feel like, again, you know, an example of something similar to that, where it just takes it, it's not about you anymore, it's it's about something else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the, the times that I've struggled the most mentally, the times that I've, I've, you know, dare I say, quit on myself, are usually when I'm running by myself. But if I'm running with a group, especially if I'm, if I'm you know, helping, mm-hmm. if I'm pacing somebody, helping somebody else along, um, now I'm running for something much bigger than, than I am, and, and, and it's it's much easier to keep pushing yeah. through. So, so yeah, having a... a, a connection or, or running in honor or, or whatever it is if exactly. i mean that's that's definitely a, a, a tool that can be used to help uh it makes perfect sense and and, and you know run bigger than yourself and and help you keep mm-hmm. going and, and and keep pushing when, when it is a struggle and you know in in my limited ultra marathon world i've, I've done <laughs> one 150k and i got, got another one coming up in uh just okay. just over a, a month as this gets recorded um, oh nice yeah it's it's you know, and I'm curious if you've experienced this as well, where it's like, um, you know, I felt really good for, for most of uh, the, the marathon portion of the 50K. And then somewhere yeah. right after 26 miles, like, boy, it really was like tough for like three or four miles. But by just keep going, not that it got easy for the last. Yeah. Mine, mine was, uh, you know, one of those 50Ks that's not measured right, like most ultras, where it was, <laughs> ended yeah, up exactly. being closer to 30, 33 miles. Um, but, uh, you know, for, got once I got through to about 29, 30 miles, like, it it got easier, it, like like the legs started yeah. to work again and, and kept going. Um, have you experienced sim- similar uh, instances where we're riding that roller coaster on uh, on your fifty k's? Oh yes, it, it's it, it really is kind of a roller coaster, you know. Like you, um, I've learned to just start out slow, and you know, when you're in a crowd with like ultras, you know, people are just passing you, mm-hmm. and um, it, it does help when the other runners are ultra runners there who are encouraging you, you know, along the way. And I felt like in the last three races I've done, I've always had uh, people just come beside me and say, you're doing a great job. But yeah, I think usually I passed a marathon is that's the, you know, the 26.2 is when I kind of get, you know, you're tired, uh, your legs hurt. And I always think, what am I, why am I doing this? You know, why <laughs> right. am I doing this? But there's something, you know, like you said, it, you know, you might run a mile or two, then you feel better and you kind of, just get a little bit more energy and it, it does feel good to, um, go beyond that. And yeah, it, it is a struggle. So, yeah. and I don't know, there's no, so, you know, no solution for that. You just kind of, I've just learned a lot of people have told me you just keep going forward. Mm-hmm. You just keep pushing forward. And that's just what I keep doing. You know, just run the mile you are in. Right. So that's right. what I feel. Or get to the aid station. <laughs> right. You know, right. I just got to get to the aid station. So yeah, that's and that's and do. that's where that's where having that that mental strength and and if you're running, yes. for, you know, in honor of somebody else or in memory of somebody else or whatever, that that can keep you going. And then you know, once it gets a little bit easier, you don't need to to tap into that that strength as much because it's it's not hurting as much. But in those those dark yes. miles, yeah, you gotta you gotta have something. Um, yes. And and as you as you were saying that and, and kind of agreeing with me that that getting past that marathon mark, it starts to get a little bit like what the heck's going on. I'd be, exactly. I'd be curious to find out if if when you get past you know thirty one thirty two miles for the fifty mile, you're like, wait a minute, I could be done if, if this was a fifty k, I would be uh, I would be done right now. But instead, I've still got you know another seventeen, eighteen, nineteen miles to go. Uh, oh my, what, the, yeah. what the heck am I doing right now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. In this race that I'm, I'm that I'm doing in April, uh, the fifty miler, it starts at midnight. Oh, so 
So that's going to be a whole new, like, um, you know, I run in the early hours with a headlamp. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be out in the woods, you know, um, so yeah, that's going to be different. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, gosh, I, you know, that, that, uh, just raises a whole nother slew of questions Uh that maybe we can't even really answer yet until, until you do it. But I'm sure you've thought of this, like, how do you? How have you thought about preparing for a race that starts at midnight, as opposed to you know, like like we all have our our running routine, whether it's a bathroom routine, a fueling routine, whatever it is that we do before our our, our runs in the mornings, you know, because at least those of us that run in the morning, we have our our pretty set routine. I get up at this time, and like for me, it's like I get up, take the dogs out, have some water, get a cup of coffee, and get out the door before I have time to talk myself out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But if yeah. I'm starting at midnight, I'm not doing all of those same things <laughs> like like it would normally be. So have have you thought about how to prepare yourself for for a midnight start? You know, I have no idea. Um, uh, right now, my training, um, I have a trainer on Instagram um, from Germany. So mm. he is um, athlete without meat, and he's run these ultras. And so he'll send me a training plan. Um, each week, which I really appreciate that because I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and so he's been really gracious and kind to give me this plan every week. And um, we'll message each other and he'll make sure that all my um, data is uploaded so that mm-hmm. he could look at it. Um, and he, he's been really helpful. And he's always he tells me how to prepare for it. And so, you know, I often worry about that. Like, how do I prepare for this um, you know, this race at midnight, but he, you know, he says, we'll talk about that later. So I don't really stress about it now. So I think maybe in March when it gets closer, right. uh, maybe he'll have some ideas where maybe he'll tell me maybe sleep in the afternoon and then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So, and the people who I've, um, kind of known through like Facebook who are on the group page who've run this race, they said it's actually really fun because it makes the run go faster because you're running, you know, during the night. So I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's it's so. one of those, Hey, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like that's, that's another, you know, plug for, for a benefit <laughs> of having a coach is that, you know, it's stuff yeah. that you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you, yeah. you, you trust your, you trust your coach, you trust that he's going to help you be prepared and ready to go yeah. physically and, and mentally and yeah. all of the things. So yeah, he's, he's got the plan. You just follow it and, and you'll be ready to go. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just follow it. So, <laughs> but but that that race that the idea of because I, I feel like you know I kind of have it in my mind I guess at least that you know fifty miles um, about twelve fourteen hours something like that is kind yeah. of where, where mm-hmm. I feel like most most you know pedestrian or, or non <laughs> non elite ultra runners end up being at, at that type of distance or t- type yeah. of time frame. So you know maybe it would be kind of nice to, to even though you're, you're starting at midnight but you're gonna be done you know early afternoon you like like <laughs> yes. you know as opposed to to starting at uh, pre-dawn and and trying to finish before the sun sets like I don't know maybe I, I mean not that I've done a 50 mile so I don't know but uh, I could see it being a fun race you know getting getting yeah. a, a good chunk of it out and not having to worry about running you know if, if you do take a little bit longer and, and it's now all of a sudden now it's, it's dark again for the last couple of miles like yeah. you're tired you're fatigued you're more likely to trip because you can't see as well so exactly you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. there's you know there's a lot of unknowns and then last year this race actually we had uh, in april in minnesota it's it, obviously it snows like you mm. know a lot and so usually by april we're kind of like all oh, right you know it's spring but we got <laughs> the week the week of that race, we got, uh, uh just a, a winter storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a foot of snow. Oh man! So that race, it continued, but they actually had to, 
uh, stop the race because it was getting like blizzard-like conditions. Oh wow! And so, and so people were getting stuck because it's in southern, kind of south of, um, it's actually south of Minneapolis, more in the woodsy kind of bluffs mm-hmm. area, and they basically had to close down roads because it got so bad. So, <laughs> so wow. I don't know. I'm thinking, I hope that doesn't happen this year, you know, because, um, yeah, it's a lot of unknown, mm-hmm. but we'll just, you know, I can't worry about it until it gets closer. So yeah, well, that's and, why I'm and going with it. Definitely. And, and I feel like the weather is one of those things that, you know, and it's easy to say, but it's harder to deal with when you're the one <laughs> in the situation, but it's just something yeah. you can't control. So, you know, hopefully... Exactly. But if you live your life going, well, what's the weather going to be like four months from now, five months from now? Like, oh, that's yeah. that's a, that's a tough way to be prepared for anything. So you just do the best and, <laughs> yeah. and hope that uh, you know maybe if there's a little bit of snow, it's a dusting or it's it's a couple flurries. It's not a, <laughs> exactly. a proper blizzard that, that shuts everything down. Exactly. Yep. So, so so shifting gears just just a little bit, Verna. Um, we'd love to to, to obviously t- talk a bit more about uh, some some of your heritage and 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 mm-hmm. the the. The things you've got going on, the, the 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 you know the passion for inspiring other other native women to, to get into it, um, mm-hmm. is get into the sport of running. Obviously, what I'm trying to say there, but um, mm-hmm. is is and this is coming from and I'll I'll plead that I I am fairly ignorant on the on the subject. So if uh-huh. I say something that's 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 wrong, please know that it's it's, it's not intentional and and nothing yes. uh, nothing coming that way. Um, but is is endurance sports in general and, and maybe running specifically i don't know but is 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 that something that in the navajo community the native american community in general something that uh is is something common a lot of you know a fair number you know decent you know, maybe like a similar percentage of of the the caucasian population that does it or is it pretty unheard of or, or how popular are endurance athletics and, and running in in the native american population you know i you know native Majority of I think Native people, like especially like the Navajos, um, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of them that run, and um, you know, growing up um, and especially in the Native culture, they always tell you when you wake up, you should wake up before the sun rises and run to the east. Mm-hmm. And I know that I you know I know a lot of Navajos, especially who run a lot and grew up and grew up running. They they just did it at a young age and I just wasn't one of them. And so I don't, I think there is a lot of native runners, but I think a lot of them are not represented. We do have a few that are, we do have some who are elite who've um, been in runner's world. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, I think there's some kind of, uh, I think there's, we, I guess for me, I want the attention to be drawn more to that because I feel like there's, under, I guess, underrepresented, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't have many people, even though we're there, we're not being represented. And right. so I think that's kind of like why I started this Instagram page, because I think I was a little frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, why, you know, I, as I have a little girl who's six, you know, and I, I want her someday to see someone that looks like her mm-hmm. that's running. And I think that was kind of my motivation. Um, I started this page because I was frustrated with the lack of representation in running magazines and running apparel. And you don't see us often. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I'm trying to do. The little that I can do, that's why I started that page. Because I'm meeting women, indigenous women, you know, also from Australia, 
from Canada, here in the United States, who are do who who are doing amazing things, you know, who are running 100 miles, who are running ultras, you know, I have a f- a few women who I follow who run Boston, mm-hmm. you know, and not only once but you know four or five times, right. and so I just I want them to be represented, and because I feel like as Native people we're always put on a negative like you know, people think that we are alcohol, like mm-hmm. all of us are alcoholics that, you know, all of us have bad families and, um, we have casinos and we're rich right. and, you know, it's like, no, we're not, you know, some of us are doing great. Some of us have our education. Mm-hmm. Some of us have great families. Majority of our families are wonderful. Right. Um, and we're proud of our heritage and, you know, we, I, I, you know, so the whole point is to, sh- to showcase these women that, they're doing amazing things, just like anybody else. So right. Right. that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> do, do you think um, that the that the underrepresentation is intentional in that you know the the media outlets or or whoever are are saying we're not going to um, you know to showcase native people or people of color or or mm-hmm. you know anything outside of yeah. of, of the mainstream. Or do you think that it's a, a a bit of a case of you know maybe people aren't seeking the attention as much, so it doesn't it doesn't find them? Is it somewhere in the middle? Like like it, it, any ideas mm-hmm. as far as why there's such a, a, a dispropor- maybe not disproportionate but underrepresentation yeah. uh, of of native women in particular? I, I think it's both. You know, I know some native women um, that I follow. You know, they've they're pretty quiet about their running. I'm thinking you could totally be in runner's world, you know, but you know, they, they're just kind of really humble about it. And, um, and I don't know, I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I don't know how to say that, but like the, the running world, um, they do put a few colored people in there, you know? Um, and maybe it's intentional. I don't know, but I think about, you know, a lot of these, uh, these running companies, you know, who was on their board, you know, they always have a board, they have someone and what, who are they? Is there any representation in there? And so I, I think it's in a ways kind of both. Um, I've, I've tried to, um, message other, uh, running accounts on Instagram and just kind of letting them know about native woman running. And not that I want the attention, you know, I want the attention to be on other Native woman, you know, I've gotten emails where, um, uh, like ultra magazine who are very, they're very open about it. And they said, thank you so much for, you know, drawing attention to this, you know, uh, we will follow your account. And, you know, I've had some who I know they've seen my message Mm -hmm. or they've kind of said, well, they have to hashtag us. And then when I look at their account, I'm like, where is their color on your account? Where is the native people? Where is the African? None. And I can tell that they want certain types of runners, and so, in that way, I'm thankful those for those um, those accounts who are open to that and who've been very, um, you know, who are thankful. They thank me for bringing that to their attention. So, yeah. When you find those accounts that that uh, are pretty um, 
vanilla for for both the fact that it's it's all you know just all of the definitions of how we <laughs> use vanilla right there exactly um, but uh yeah, definitely an, an, an intentional choice of words but um when you when you see those accounts and 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 you maybe get the lip service from them saying oh yeah we'd love to to you know promote or talk about it or whatever and then nothing mm-hmm. obviously comes through with it do you let that get you down do you get frustrated or do you just try to kind of focus on the 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 accounts or the the organizations or whatever it is to do good you know do, do you get down with with the the um the ones that aren't receptive or or do you try to just kind of you know let negative be negative and, and let's focus on the positive i used to i used to let it, it bother me and then you know but now i've just kind of um you know i realize that i can't control everybody of course mm-hmm. you know but um i do appreciate i i you know i think it's just one of those things where it just it does motivate me to draw to bring attention to that. So um, I, it used to get me down, but now I'm just kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep posting. You know, I'm going to keep uh, messaging people um, because I feel like I can't let that um, get me down because I know I'm just as good as that runner that mm-hmm. they showcase. You know, I work just as hard as her. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. It, it does motivate me too, as it, just as a runner individually, like I can, I can do that, you know? Right. And so, and I think sometimes it's hard because, you know, the dominant society um, sometimes doesn't see that. And I really appreciate the non-native people who have been very supportive in what I'm doing. And because um, I, I think that for them, that means a lot to me. Right. So, yeah, I, you know, sometimes it does get me down, but I really don't let it affect me. So it, Overall, it does motivate me to just keep going, to keep doing what I'm doing. Right, right. Um, ha- have you have you noticed um, more you know, through uh, taking it back to something you said a minute ago mm-hmm. um, about you know s- some some native women um, and, and may, I don't know if this is maybe a, a, a trait across you know kind of. It, it, uh, if it's a, I don't know if stereotypes the right way to say it, but whatever I'm trying to say here, as far mm-hmm. as being being humble and and not putting themselves out there and not bragging about you know the, their their um, accomplishments in in the world of running, um, but but through Native women running on on Instagram there uh, and, and promoting and, and you doing some of that promotion of mm-hmm. them um, or you know through through that account, um, have you have you noticed anybody maybe getting a little bit more um, willing to not brag on themselves, but to, to not also maybe shy away from their accomplishments as well. Like have, have people become a bit, a bit more emboldened to, to share some of their running on their personal pages as well? I think so. I think so. I think it's really inspired a lot, a lot of native women to, um, to just share what they're doing and, uh, not to be shy about it. You know, as native people, we're, we're kind of a quiet people. <laughs> so, um, so I think this has been good for other Native women just to see what, you know, on the account, I make sure that we also, I also, I also talk about how we should encourage each other on our journey. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's been a really a positive thing where um, those girls who, you know, who maybe have struggled, I think they're inspired by the other, you know, Native sister. Like, mm-hmm. and, and some of the women who have run Boston, I feel like they're like, just so encouraging to everybody. And so I think that makes it like, oh, that's really nice that they do that, you know, um, because, you know, I, there's a few runners. I'm just like, how you run so fast, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, 
and they're just really gifted and um I can't even imagine running that fast, but obviously they, you know, they can. And, um, yeah. And so I think it's, it's, it's been encouraging in that way. So, and I think I've seen, um, just progress too, of women that would, um, that send me messages and just say, I'm do I'm going to do this race. You know, I never thought I would do a 50 K, but I'm going to do it. So, um, I think in those ways, it's really been really positive. Gotcha. How can how can we, um, you know, I'll 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 throw my my entire ethnicity <laughs> under the bus here. How how can we white runners um, or, or you know the the people in power, uh, whatever the case, you know, however you want to look at it. <laughs> yes. um, but but uh, you know, all, all jokes aside, how can we be more welcoming to native native runners in general, native women in particular, who maybe maybe it's their first race and and, and you know, perfect stranger, somebody we we don't know, uh, it, it, but but you know. What can we as as a community of runners do to uh, help encourage, you know, I mean, I feel like maybe this is a question that we could, you, you could just mm-hmm. make it for anybody, you know, anybody who's new to the sport. But mm-hmm. but if there if there almost maybe feels like or if I'm getting the, the, the impression a little bit, there's maybe just a, an extra little layer of resistance that a, a, a Native American runner would, would experience running his or her first race, first 5K, something like that. Uh, how can we be even more uh, intentional about rolling out the red carpet, extending our, our arms wide and, and saying, welcome, join us in, into this, this, uh, sport that we definitely, uh, love and, and appreciate the mm-hmm. diversity within the sport. And, and, and we would like you to be a part of it. Well, I think, you know, um, you know, like, obviously it just depends where you are. And I feel like, um, like you asking me to be on this podcast is a huge deal, you know, mm-hmm. um, and having, um, just drawing that attention to just native, um, people. Um, and also just kind of going to where they are. Like there's a lot of races like on the Navajo nation and, uh, everywhere in the United States. And just, I think as a non-native, I really appreciate the non-native people going to those places and like racing among the native people and just supporting, especially on Instagram, supporting native companies. I'm an ambassador for red earth running company, um, based in Iowa and Dirk, he is, a he's, he founded this company. Um, it's probably the only running company, you know, owned by a native person mm. and just supporting him and supporting accounts that are, um, that have to do with native runners and encouraging them and supporting them in that way. Um, you know, being here in Minneapolis, I think as a runner, I rarely see uh, native people. So usually I'm probably the only like brown face mm-hmm. in among a lot of these um, uh, races. And sometimes uh, I think just having people come up to me and encouraging me just really helps. And just saying, hey, you know, just talking to me and letting me know that you're welcome here has been a huge like impact to me, especially my last race. Um, I just felt so much support. And a lot of people who I didn't really know, because I ran this race in Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. and these people just came and just took me in. And so th- I really appreciate that. And I know a lot of um, uh, Native people, there's a lot of races that we have. It just, I, I, it really is nice to see when um, uh, Caucasian people go, you know, and travel and do these ultra races or whatever. Um, because it makes me think, wow, they came out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to support us. 
So I think those are the ways that you could support um, like in real life and then on Instagram, just in supporting native companies, supporting uh, native runners and even maybe just leaving a message or sending a comment and, you know, writing a comment saying, wow, you're doing great. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that would be really encouraging. I don't know if if that's helpful. So. No, I I think it is. I I think it's, it's, it gives us uh, some, you know, instead of making it, um, yeah, we should be more welcoming, but it gives us a little bit, uh, at least a few concrete ideas of, of things. And, and as, as you're, you're, you're talking there and, uh, maybe it's, it's me being a little bit Pollyanna, uh, but it's like, gosh, I just, I just wish we'd get to the point where it's like, we're just supporting good companies and we're supporting good people doing mm-hmm. things. And it's, and it's yeah. not white and it's not black and it's not native and it's not a- mm-hmm. Asian American. And, and it's not, it's not all of these things that we, that we put us into our, our, what makes us different, but we're just supporting good people. And I feel like for the most part, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and love your, your thoughts on this too. I feel like for the most part, the running community does that. Of course there's, there's bad apples here and there. Um, yeah. th- there always is going to be when you get a, a large group of, of people together, but for the most part, hopefully, um, and it sounds like that's been your, your experience that, that for the most mm-hmm. part, we in, in the running community are, are doing, maybe not doing everything we can, but, but trying at least to, to, to be welcoming and, and uh, encouraging to, to all of our, running brothers and sisters, no matter race, color, credo, whatever the case might be. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you know, I, um, and I think that's what I get with just the running community on like social media. I do get a lot of support and, um, and usually when the, you know, people that I support, I don't look at them as like, Oh, you're, you know, a certain color or, you know, um, it's just cause we have that common thing of running and running races. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, well, good. That's, that's, uh, again, I mean, hopefully we can, we can continue to, all of us can continue to bridge, bridge the gap and, and, exactly. and um, just be encouraging to, to all runners. Uh, and if that means that sometimes we need to shine a little bit of extra light on, on mm-hmm. a population that, that maybe has struggled to feel welcomed or, or is, is new mm-hmm. to the, new to the game, then, then that's fine. That's what we need to do and, and continue to encourage more native, native folks. And, and there's no doubt that, that what you're doing is, is, is doing that, is doing just that. So, uh, certainly, uh, am, am happy to help spread the message and, and hopefully, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, just continue to, to see what, what you're doing, what you're building and, and, and what is coming behind you, you know, kind of paving the way for, like you said, your daughter <laughs> yes. and my, my daughter and other, be, exactly. other, other daughters and other, other young, young girls and women out there that, uh, haven't found the sport yet, but, but, you know, who knows what the future holds. And, and if they do, that there's a, a good, a good path for them to follow. Exactly. So uh, as as we're wrapping up here today, uh, Verna, the, the way I like to uh, kind of end the conversations is, mm-hmm. is with something that's uh, kind of shifts back to uh, I call it a philosophical question. So something that's that's fairly open ended, um, and, and it just kind of is is usually a, a pretty great place to kind of wrap a bow on things. It's, it's not specific necessarily to anything okay. that we've really talked about so far, but um, I would I would just be curious, um, you know, with with, with <laughs> where you are now, and uh, you know, uh-huh. as far as as what you've accomplished as a runner, what you've accomplished uh, with, with, with helping more native women to be more exposed in the sport in, in, in a good mm-hmm. way, exposed in a good way. Um, yes. How has, how has running changed you specifically? Uh, you know, like in, in the, the, the decade or so that you've been running through the, the half marathon, the marathon now into the ultra world. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are there things that you can look at, you know, whether it's lessons learned or experiences that you've had that, that, you know what, if you hadn't been a runner, there's no way you would have, have had this little change. That's hopefully been a change for the good. Uh, but, but can, can you point to anything and maybe, maybe there's too many things and we have to just pick one or two, but, uh, ways that running has really changed you from who you were, you know, 12 years ago before you started running to who you are today? 
Well, I think, um, you know, being able to just losing, you know, a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I lost 50 pounds, you know, in the process of all this. Um, I just think realizing, you know, what I can do that I never thought I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and pushing my, myself beyond um, my comfort zone. Um, and just wishing that I would have started this when my younger years, you know, mm-hmm. um, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, I mean, and I think too, having, I always tell people, cause people will say, how do you do all this? You know? And you know, I'm, you know, I'm older now and I have four kids and I always like to say that because I feel like it is possible, mm-hmm. you know, even in the midst of motherhood, even being older, uh, older, you know, mom, um, you can still kick butt, you know, yes. <laughs> you can still do these things. Um, and I think me being in my twenties, if I was to start running, I don't think I would have been as strong or as dedicated as I am now mm-hmm. because my time is like either running or running errands or picking <laughs> up a child, you know? Right. So that, and so I feel like that 20 year old, you know, you know, she was, younger she was thinner she had no kid i had a lot of time on my hand <laughs> to now thinking you know i feel like i'm in the best shape of my life you know i have a great support at home mm. you know i'm a mom of four i can i can i can still do these things right. and i will do it as long as i can until you know hopefully you know in my later years mm-hmm. i can still do this so yeah so i really appreciate it i really appreciate running and how it's changed me. So and for the good, for, yes. for good. And I've, I've learned a lot and I'm still learning because I always feel still, I always feel like I'm still a newbie and especially in the ultra world, it's a whole new thing. <laughs> and, and just trusting my coach that he knows what I'm doing because we're doing a lot of heart rate training mm-hmm. stuff and just slowing down <laughs> and just that's been like just slowing down mm-hmm. and running. So, and running, running this long distance. So just trusting him in that and um, going with it. So, yes. Nice. Well, I, boy, we could, we could have gone down that heart rate rabbit hole for, for a while. That's, that's something that I'm a, a yeah, big proponent of as well. You, but Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was re- listening to your podcast and I heard that. I was like, oh yeah, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> he it's, knows. it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And, and certainly, exactly. um, you know, looking, looking forward to the future, I uh, wish you continued, continued success and continued, uh, you know, success in the running career. And, and like you said, I mean, you can, you can do it, you can do it. So keep, keep exactly. doing it. Um, guys, if you haven't followed Bernie yet, definitely head over to Instagram and how's this for a hack? I'm just going to spell it. H O Z H O runner, the number four on Instagram. And if you want to follow the, the native women running account, that's native underscore women underscore running uh and once again disruns.com slash 662 is the link that'll take you right to the show notes we'll have everything linked up there just like we always do uh some photos and, and all the all the good things uh in the show notes disruns.com slash 662 so uh verna thank you uh for, again for, oh, for making you. the time and and uh helping us to uh to to you know recognize that there's there's all all different people out there i think we already know this but but mm-hmm. shining that light and uh sharing some stories and uh certainly wish you nothing but the best and and uh would definitely uh, love to do this again at some point down the road uh when when, when the when the time is right we can circle back and, and catch yeah. up and when i do my 100 mile <laughs> yes yeah, maybe maybe before that maybe when you're preparing for that 100 mile but uh, at some point down the line i uh, hope we can circle back but uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward and, and thanks again for the time today all right thank you so much all right guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show i hope that you enjoyed the conversation between verna and myself and as Per huge. 
I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was something that we talked about that uh, you know that, that's just is gonna is gonna linger is gonna linger in your mind for much longer than uh, you know the last couple minutes of this recorded episode. Uh, for me, I, it really is just it, it sounds so simple, um, but but it's something that I probably you know if I'm honest I, I do struggle with a little bit, and it's the idea of just being super welcoming, super welcoming to to everybody, uh, you know, especially in and around races. Um, and, and just the running community in general, your, the local running community specifically is, is for me the takeaway, uh, because online on social media, I'm, I'm, I have no problem, you know, encouraging anybody, welcoming anybody, um, you know, no matter size, shape, uh, years of experience, days, weeks, hours of experience, um, you know, distance, pace, different styles of running, different, different thoughts on different topics, um, that maybe run counter to, to what I believe in and, and what I, what I preach on the show. Um, I got, I've got no problem still, you know, arms wide welcome. The running community is happy to have you. And it's not that I, I try to be unwelcoming in person, but you know, something I've said at a few different places. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're familiar with this. Maybe you're not, but I, I am an introvert's introvert. Uh, I, I, you know, in, in a social setting, I would much prefer to just kind of hide in, in a corner, um, find the shadow and, and observe and just kind of be, be left to my own devices. Um, not device, my own vices, maybe, I don't know, whatever, just left, left alone, not necessarily to my devices, not necessarily to just play around on my phone. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I am definitely an introvert's introvert. And so when I'm around, you know, when I'm in a group run and I've, I, I'm with the, the friends that I've already made, you know, the, those, those, uh, bonds that I've already formed that I've gotten out of my comfort zone to, to meet new people. Um, and now they're friends. Like I, I can be social in that situation, but then when there's somebody new, it's just, you know, it's just me. It's just me that I kind of shut down a little bit. And especially at a, at a race, you know, I, I, it's like, I don't want to be talked to. I don't want anybody to, uh, bother me. I'm here to, to do what I'm going to do. Um, and, and that's, that's my personality. That's, that's just how I operate. And while I'm not trying to cast anybody away or, or make someone feel unwelcome, it's, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that maybe there could be some of those vibes that are coming across that even, you know, whether I'm intentionally sending those or not, uh, that that's, that's, wouldn't be shocking if somebody got that impression when they, when they first met me or encountered me, maybe didn't meet me, but saw me, saw me in the corner to my own left, to my own vices, um, you know, trying to avoid rubbing elbows, shaking hands, doing all that type of thing. Um, and, and just, you know, like, like Verna said, you know, with, when, whenever there's new runners and it, and it maybe doesn't matter as much, um, you know, color, credo, things like that. But, it's easy to say when, when I'm the white guy and I'm kind of in the, you know, I'm in the minority or the majority, you know, I'm not, I'm not a minority. I don't know what it's like to kind of, you know, I know what it's like to, to be the, my first time running a race and not really kind of knowing what's going on and not knowing the etiquette and not knowing where to line up and things like that. But at least I can kind of blend in because I look like just about everybody else, you know, and, and it's, it certainly has to be more difficult or more intimidating or, or especially for somebody like me would make it even more difficult for me to go to my first race um, if I didn't look like everybody else that was there and didn't know exactly what was going on and what to expect. So, you know, this was just a, a really good conversation for me to just, to just 
try to, to re- remember and try to keep in mind the next time I'm at a race, whether it's a local race, whether I'm traveling to a race to be a part of it, you know, as, as, as kind of, you know, working a work race type of situation, whatever the case might be, um, to just try to, even if it makes me a little bit uncomfortable to try to put on a welcoming smile, a, a welcoming, uh, you know, good morning or have a great race or whatever, you know, I don't need to get into super, you know, hugs and, and, and Hey, blah, 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 whatever. Cause that's just not me. That would just come across as fake and forced and not genuine, but a, a, a genuine smile. I can, I can do that. You know, even, even as much of an introvert as I am, I can do that. And if that helps somebody to feel more welcome at, at a, at a race, at an environment where I feel incredibly comfortable, um, then, then that's a small price for me to pay. Right. You know? And so this was just a good, good reality check, good gut check, good reminder that, um, that I, that I can and should and need to be more welcoming to everybody at a race. What, what, no matter. And again, it's not like I, I go out of my way to, to not try to make certain people feel welcome. It's just I try not to make myself feel uncomfortable. But it doesn't make me that uncomfortable to smile, right, uh, to, to a stranger, to somebody I don't know. So uh, just, just a good reminder for me to, to just, you know, make people feel welcome. That's, that's an important, important thing. And as, as much as we talk about how great the running community is, and I certainly believe that, that we are a, a, a damn good community. Um, we'll, we'll only continue to be as good as I think we are as long as we're welcoming new, new people, new faces, new, new runners to our mix. So uh, my takeaway, in case you haven't put all the pieces together yet, is to just be welcoming to everybody on race day. Whether they're veteran runners, friends, strangers, enemies, whatever. Just be welcoming to, to people uh, and, and, and it only is going to make our community greater. So that was me. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? What was something that, that you're going to take away? Uh, let me know. Shoot me a tweet or an, an Instagram message at DizRuns, both places. You can shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at DizRuns.com slash 661. Uh, Ellen's got the show notes on lock, so you can check out the, the summary of the episode. We've got links. We've got, we got photos. we got everything going on. Uh, related to this episode, disruns.com slash 662. And while you're there, you can get yourself a copy of the book or you can head over to Amazon and get yourself a copy of the book. Be ready on raceday.com. And uh, if, you, if you have already gotten the book, just head over to Amazon and leave a review if you haven't done so. It means a lot. certainly helps. Much appreciated. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. As always, if you did, let me know. If you didn't, let me know. Uh, but I think this one was pretty... If, if you didn't like this one, whew, we're, we're in trouble because I think this was a good one. So uh, let me know what you thought. Uh, but until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. Appreciate your time and attention. And uh, until next time, take care, guys. Mm-hmm.